thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Cell phone or the iPhone. He basically took a cell phone, an iPad, and a basically a computer, and he combined the three of those uh, in the one. And what we have, I mean, these things, they're incredible. I mean, they're just, they have everything on them. I mean, there, there's, there, there's everything in the world on a cell phone. And one of the things that we do from the iTunes store or from the, from the store is you can get an app. There's 1.2 million apps out there. There is an app for everything. And right now, uh, a, a very popular app is March Madness app. How many got March Madness app? Mine bracket is destroyed. Thank you, Baylor, Iowa State, Villanova for laying an egg last night. Appreciate all the help you're giving me. Now, my wife is leading the pack, but I have to understand something. Uh, she picks teams by colors and whether it's a beautiful state, okay? And here I am. I've got the numbers, the charts, the diagram, the coach, the players, shooting percentages, and I, mine's terrible. So, I don't know what that says, but you can just take that for what that's worth, okay? But there's an app for every single thing in the world. And so I want you to look at the definition of an app. Pop that up, guys. A self-contained program or piece of software designed to fulfill a particular purpose, an application, especially as downloaded by the user to a mobile device. That's what an app is. That allows us to say... There's an app for that, okay? If there's not an app for that, then somebody is about to make an app for that, amen? Now, here's the deal. We're going to, we're going to figure out a very important thing today. Pop that slide, guys. Today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to explore a simple idea. You, me, are one of God's apps. See, you never, saw, you never even think about it. But I'm going to tell you something. Psalm 139 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And all the days of your life have been ordained. You were hatched to do something to impact the kingdom. You were not hatched to get a job, go to school, get married, mow your yard, pay bills. Okay, that's not living. That's not life. Okay, that's, that's taking up the earth suit, walking on the dirt ball. But that's not what you were born to do, okay? You were born to do something bigger and greater than yourself. There's something bigger and greater outside of you. To leave your mark on this world, you've got to understand one simple, absolute truth. You are one of God's apps, and you're precious in his sight. I want to show you a text, a very familiar text, but I don't think you've ever seen it like this. So I want you to go to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. Matthew 14. And we're going to look at three principles today about us, okay? Matthew chapter 14, look at verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, he followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and was moved by, with compassion for them and healed their sick. 
And when it, when it was evening, the disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the village and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And, he, and they said to him, We have only five loaves and two fishes, he said. Bring them here to me. And then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven. He blessed it, broke it, and gave the loaves to his disciples, and they gave it to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. And those who had eaten were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Interesting text. Here's principle number one I want you to see. We are all one of God's apps, okay? And he chose you and me. He chose you and me. He, listen to me. <laughs> He's not doing this thing again. This is the way he set it up. This is the way he designed it. This is what he wanted the church to be. In the church, there are countless needs and places that, that, that have uh, needs to be met and places to serve and people who are in need, okay? And he set the church up just like he set it up. He, he's not coming back to redo the church. This is exactly the way he wanted it set up. And outside these walls in what we call the world, there are needs and countless needs of poverty and people living uh, on the streets and people living apart from Christ that have no relationship with Jesus. They're lost and wandering. They're like feathers in West Texas wind. They don't know who they are and where they're going to land. This is the way he set it up. And you and I are an app in this world. And listen to me. He chose you and me. He did. I want you to look at verse 16 again. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Here's an interesting statement that I hear in church. I don't hear it as often here as I do at other places, but I still hear it. People will come up to me and say, Pastor, you know those youth over there, them boys, they need somebody. They're just wandering around. They just, they just need some structure. They need somebody. I said, okay, well, why don't, you, um, why don't you serve in there? Why don't you be a small group leader? No, 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 that's not, Pastor, that's not what, the, I'm not, no. I'm just bringing this attention to you, okay? Let me say something to you. <laughs> if God does that to you, that's called the Holy Spirit. It's not a transferable item. You can't say, hey, Jeff, you need to get your staff, and I, I'm a tither, you know, and I pay your salary, and, and I pay them other people's salary too, and they need to go do that over there. They need to go do that over there because we got some needs over there that aren't being met, and I think it's a shame for our church to have some needs like that, and them kids to come, and some of them come from bad homes, and they don't know, they don't have parents, they don't understand, and we need to give them a Bible, and we need, you know, we, all that's true. All that's true. But listen to me, you're an app. You're one of God's apps. You are one of God's apps. Listen to the disciples. They've been hanging with Jesus all the time. Uh, you know, Jesus, listen to me. I mean, we're not trying to insult you here or anything, but there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there. 
They're not, sir, there's no Walmart anywhere near. I don't know where we're going to get all this food. And Jimmy John's ain't going to, he don't, he don't deliver out here, Jesus. He can't get it out here. There, there's a lot of people. Where are we going to get this? Where are we going to get this? Who's going to feed them? What do we do out here? Uh, do not send them away. You feed them. Listen to me. We open up the church and we turn the lights on and they come. And you're telling me that we, <laughs> we need to send them away because we cannot take care of their needs? That we don't have the capability to meet needs in the house that God's entrusted us with these people, that they show up here on Sunday and we can't meet their needs because there's not enough of us? There's enough of us. We've got enough apps. He chose you and me to get it done. Second principle is this. He empowers you. (laughs) I love this verse. Look at 17 through 19. And when they, and they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish, like he didn't know that, okay? And he said, bring them here to me. Look at 19. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed it, broke it, gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to whom? The multitude. Listen to me. When God calls you to do it, when God impresses on you to do it, when God lays it on your heart to do it, when you realize that you're one of God's apps to meet needs in the lives of people, he does not leave you alone. He empowers you. He goes with you. Okay, he doesn't go, you go do it, good luck with that. Because listen to me, for years and years and years and years, I said to God over and over and over and over, God, I'm a dumb kid, I stutter, I can't speak, I can't read, I can't write, I can't talk in front of people. You can never, ever, ever use me. And I don't know why you keep laying this on my heart. I don't know why you keep sending my my buddies to me and say, hey, Jeff, I think you ought to be in ministry. Why do you keep doing that to me? You know me better than anybody else. I'm a dumb kid. And I can't speak. And over and over and over again, he said, I don't need your ability. I need your availability. And my friends, too many times we disqualify ourselves when God's already qualified us. He doesn't need all the bells and whistles. He don't need you to smell right, act right, talk right. He doesn't need all that stuff. He just needs you to realize you were created as an app in God's app. And when God did it, he didn't make a mistake. Listen to me. God beat Steve Jobs to the apps. I know he gets a lot of credit for coming up with his cell phone, iPhone, iStore, uh, you know, all this stuff. I'm just telling you right now, God did that already. He used that boy, those five loaves, those two fish right there. That's the first app. There were needs that they could not meet, and all they had was that. Listen to how he breaks it down. He says, bring it to me. 
bring it to me. They brought it to Jesus. He looked to heaven. He blessed it. And he distributed it to the disciples. And he said, go feed them. Go feed them. And when they got done, my friends, they had leftovers. Leftovers. That's what God does. See, it wasn't multiplied until they brought it to Jesus. He couldn't have met the need until they brought it to Jesus. When they try to go on their own without his power, they don't meet those needs. They don't meet them. When they brought it to Jesus and he said, gave it to Jesus, Jesus took it, blessed it, multiplied it, and he fed thousands with it and had leftovers. Let me say something to you. Whatever you got is enough. It's enough. If you'll give it to the king, if you'll give it to him, he will bless it and do more through you than you could ever do by yourself. He will bless more people than you could ever imagine. Ever imagine. Ever imagine. I want to go to point three, and then I'm going to wrap all this up for you. Third principle is this. Your God-given app plus God's power is what gives your life power, purpose, and meaning. Power, purpose, and meaning. Can I say something to you? There are people in here that are doctors. There are people in here that are plumbers, electricians, teachers. There are people in here that have businesses. There's people in here that may have accounting degrees, and they may work in accounting. There have been all kinds of different gifts, talents, abilities in here. But can I tell you something? There is no PVC pipe that can ever multiply itself. Electrical boxes do not multiply themselves. CAT scans don't multiply themselves. As beautiful as all that is and how thankful we are as men and women for the jobs and gifts and talents that God gave us. It puts food on our tables and a roof over our head. It clothes our children, and it also sends our kids to college for many, many of us. We're thankful for our jobs. But can I tell you something? If that's all you've got is just the five loaves and two fishes, you're empty. You're going to be born with the same five loaves and two fish, and you're going to die with the same five loaves and two fish. Because there's nothing in the world that multiplies itself except kingdom work. That's the only thing that multiplies itself, my friends. And see, here's the deal. We've got a lot of people out there that are doing a job. I mean, they're just doing the job steady, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and they die empty. They didn't reproduce themselves in anybody. God didn't do a thing through them. And let me tell you what it does to you on Wednesday morning, sitting in that desk at work. You know inside your gut and your heart, there's got to be something bigger than this. There is. Let me tell you what gets many people's heads off the pillows. It's not the job they go to. It's the lives that are waiting on them to be touched by kingdom work. That's what gets them off the pillow. And see, we don't see it that way. Let me tell you something. God wants us, and i got to be careful when I say this, But here's what we've got to do, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to get up off our app and get in the game. I'm sorry. We've got to get up off the app and get in the game. Too many of us are sitting on our app, and the kingdom is suffering because you're sitting on it. You've got to quit sitting on it. I know you volunteer for Booster Club and PTA, and you serve your child's soccer team juice boxes every Saturday morning. That's good, but that's parent serving. That's not kingdom serving. 
Juice boxes won't multiply themselves. Usually too many, there's too little anyway. You don't have enough for all the team. You're the bad parent, okay? They don't multiply themselves. My friends, when you get into the kingdom work and you start giving yourself to the kingdom, it multiplies itself. And it does more in you than you could ever think or imagine. And your life that you touch here, they grow up and touch a life there. And then that life touches another life. And that life you just touched, touched that life. And then you touch someone else's life. And before you know it, there are more people that have been touched by you in your app than you could ever think or imagine. The church does not have any problems that apps cannot fulfill. It's got all the apps it needs, my friend. But we got to get off our app. That's just the bottom line. We're sitting on it, and the needs are still there. And there are people that walk in the doors of the church every day, and they don't walk in just happenstance, man. They walk in purpose. And they've been entrusted to churches by the king. And it's an absolute shame and blasphemy to God when we fumble that. When we fumble that. That's wrong, man. That should not happen on our watch. I want you to look at verses 20 and 21 again. So they ate, they all ate, and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Listen to me, church. God set this up exactly the way he wanted it set up. He's not going to come back and redo it, okay? You are one of God's apps. And you are very, very, very important to the kingdom of God. And each of us in this room have a place to play in the kingdom, There are needs all around us and many more that are coming. And the kingdom has got all that it needs at its disposal. But the church, the little church, has got to get up off its app and and be what it needs to be so the body of Christ, the big church, can be strong. It breaks my heart when I look at churches and they don't have enough people to serve and they cancel vacation Bible school. Why? Why? Not because of money, my friends. Many times because they don't have enough people to meet the needs. That's sad. That's very sad. We're going to do an Easter egg extravaganza at the stadium. Over 20,000 eggs will be distributed all over that turf. There will be kids that come, parents that come, people that come. Let me tell you that. That's kingdom. And we've got to be all out there amongst them. A bunch of apps. A whole bunch of apps. And you may do nothing more than help a kid find a plastic egg, and you think, boy, that was pretty meaningless. I'm going to say something to you. There could be a piece of paper inside that little plastic egg that says that Jesus loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. And that little eight-year-old kid can pull that piece of paper out of a plastic egg that bought at Walmart and read that for the very first time. And you have no idea what that seed does in their gut when they're about 12 or 13 years old and they realize they're lost and that cross is for them. And all you did was take that little girl by hand and show her a yellow egg and she picked it off a of green turf and you thought that was nothing. But let me tell you something, that's called app. You're designed for a specific purpose. 
Mm. What is it? I want you to understand something. You are one of God's apps. That little boy with those five loaves and two fishes sat in a crowd of thousands. And Jesus knew he was there. And he said, go get, that little, go get me that app. Go get it. And he took that. And he took it and blessed it. And he gave it to the disciples who were also apps. And they went and met the needs of thousands of people. And they met all those needs and had leftovers after it was over. My friends, that's a beautiful, beautiful story of what the church today needs to look like. They should never be sent away hungry, always full, and we should still have leftovers. What part do you play in the kingdom? You say, well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just so busy outside of church, I can't serve in church. Mm. Please be careful with that statement. Please understand. I understand to a certain extent, but guys, listen to me. <laughs> that work outside this church, that's important. But my friends, you got to get in something that is bigger than yourself, that gives you a reason to get your head off the pillow every day, knowing that your life will be multiplied in the lives of many people who will be multiplied to do kingdom work. There's a lot of good things outside of here, but you've got to be involved in kingdom work. And please find a place to get involved in kingdom work. I want you to take these cards. You say, oh boy, you're laying it on thick, and now you want me to check a box. Sorry. It says, I'm in. There's an app for that. Here's what I want you to say. I am an app for that. Not... You are an app for that. I am an app for that. I am an app for that. The first time I ever, ever, ever did anything that would resemble anything spiritual was when I was about a sophomore in high school, okay? You say, well, that's just, that's just pitiful. That is pitiful. I'm sitting in a Bible study with a bunch of guys, and the guy leading the group, his name's Steve Barksdale, very close friend of mine, still is today. He asked me to close the group in prayer. I'm, that's where he at. All right, so at the, immediately when he said it, I'm thinking, huh, the last time I did anything out loud in front of a group, I stuttered so long that everybody around me started laughing, then I beat up everybody and they had to go to the principal's office. <laughs> that's what I did. It was a history class. Guy asked me to read. I start reading. And my buddies start laughing. My friends start laughing. So I don't know how to deal with the anger inside of me. So what do you do? You start hitting everybody. I just start hitting everybody in a circle around me. Okay? They just haul me off. Okay? So that's the image that comes to my mind. And, 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 and I don't want to pray for my meal because we're not eating. So you can't do the meal. God, thank you for this food. Bless it. Nourish our body. What? That's a stupid prayer in Sunday school. We're not eating. So I had to pray, and I said, God, help me, help me not stutter. Help me pray. Well, I got through it, and my, and my buddy came up to me, and that's a good prayer, man. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I said, man. I'm, I don't even know what I said. I just praised God I made it through it. I didn't stutter. And then I had to speak at D now. Somebody said, hey, man, you ought to be a small group leader in D now. I'm like, <laughs> you 
you crazy. That'd be the worst denial you ever had in your life. So I had these 12th grade boys in my group, and went in this home, and I, I led this group. And that's how it started. That's how it started. I went from a prayer in the sophomore to leading a group in college of a bunch of guys that probably should have been leading the group. I, the people that lead the group should, were looking at me. I'm leading the group, okay? Listen to me. We, we, I can't tell you how many needs we got. We could have we made two pages of these, okay? But you are an app. Somewhere in the kingdom, there's a place for you to give and serve. I need you to take this card and I need you to fill out the information, and I need you to check a box that says, I might tippy-toe into this, kind of like Jeff's prayer when he was a sophomore. I'll try this. I've never served in the history of my life. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where all the buildings are in the church. But listen to me. I'll do something. I need to do something outside of myself for my body, for, for Christ, for the kingdom. I'll do something somewhere. And all I need you to do is check one of these boxes. And then we're going to get that to the ministers that, that, that are over these areas. And then they'll be in contact with you. And listen to me. You're not going to be alone. We're going to train you and coach you and help you do this. Okay? It's not going to be hard. One of the things that happens in this place, these places, these things you sit in, these chairs, these guys get here at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning and set these chairs up. You say, "Woo, I can do that. I don't have to talk. I don't do nothing. I just set up a chair. Yeah. You know why? Because you can be an app that sets a chair up because one of these chairs, someone's going to sit and give their life to Christ, and you know why. No, there's no telling what multiplication God does with that. Okay? But we need you big time bad. Big time bad. And not on there is a box called giving. Some of us may be in here, and we're, we're really not in from the giving standpoint either. We're just not in. I, I, Jeff, I have to be honest. I like you, but I've been, I, I, I'm not in. I'm not in from a giving standpoint. That may be your app. Just start there. But my friend, there's an app. For, in this room, there's apps for everything we need in this church. And there's, there's people in this room that are apps for needs that we don't even know yet. That makes sense to you? So I want you to figure out where you fit. Because you are one of God's apps. I need you to fill out the information. And then in the keeping with the theme of the baskets, there are two baskets at the back doors. Just drop the card in there. Okay? Drop the card in there, and we'll take it from there. All right? Let's pray together as we move to the invitation. God, this morning, God, we've heard a familiar story. But, God, we've heard it in a way that God, maybe we've never heard it before. God, your kingdom, your church, just a little part of the kingdom here at First Baptist Church, God, we, we have multiple needs and areas of ministry all around us, God. And we don't have enough people to meet the needs. We don't have enough people to do kingdom work. And God, we need help. We don't need to hire outside sources to do church work. It's not how you establish the kingdom. We've got apps in the body of Christ that need to be engaged in the game, that need to be engaged in kingdom work. And so, God, today, I pray 
that you will reveal to us that we are one of God's apps. That I am an app for that. I am an app for that. I am an app for that. God, may you impress on our hearts to get in the game. Don't have to know everything. We just have to be there. So God, during this invitation time, I pray you'd impress on the hearts of people. God, I pray for those who may need to come to the altar for prayer or to pray with someone. Maybe the decision for Christ. Maybe join the church. God, whatever it is, I pray that you, Father, would move us during this invitation time. In Christ's name, amen.